0: Firstly, you need to know your audience, you need to know who you're writing for. Are you writing for 50-year-old mums or are you writing for
1: a 20-year-old student? Hey, hey, welcome to the Up and Becoming podcast, a space for empowering and inspiring conversations for the dreamers, creators and self-starters. I'm your host, Kurt Bingham, and you're listening to episode 16. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Melinda Harcourt from Melbourne, Australia. Melinda is a copywriter, and that is someone that helps you find your tone of voice and write copies so you can communicate in a way that fully represents you. It was really cool hearing her story, and if you're someone that is trying to offer a service or tell someone who you are and what you stand for, this will be an episode you will really enjoy and take a lot from. So without further ado, here is Melinda Harcourt. Well, today I am chatting to Melinda. Melinda is a copywriter and um, I just thought it'd be an incredible opportunity to get her on the Up and Becoming podcast to have a chat about um, copywriting, but most of all how to communicate in your, your voice, but also just be authentic to who you are. Um, welcome, Melinda.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here. I've never listened to a podcast before, let alone Um, be on one. So, yeah, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's kind of just like recording a conversation, yeah, and that's, uh, I guess, (laughs) that's the fun of it. Um, But, Melinda, I love to ask every person that comes on Up and Becoming, what did you dream of becoming when you were a kid?
0: So I, I, my personality is very like polarizing. Like I have two different extremes. So growing up, um, I, I really wanted to be a clown or comedian. Um, that was my top choice. And then the other one was to be a paramedic in the army. So worlds apart, but <laughs> they were the two dreams.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, and and I guess in that evolution, how did uh, how did you not land on either of them? What what was what happened?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I mean, I, I think I got close enough. So with the paramedic bit, I before I went into copywriting, I actually studied three years of physiotherapy, and if I had completed that, the goal was to then. Be some sort of physio for the army or whatever so that one got semi close except I realized I really don't like touching people <laughs> so that's why I quit after three years um, and then with the comedic aspirations I guess with what I do now Um I specialize in writing really conversational, witty copies, so that's where I guess I channel my humor through, and obviously on my personal Instagram page as well, all my attempts at writing hilarious posts. So yeah, I'm pretty pleased with where I ended up with.
1: Yeah, and it looks like you love what you do. Like I love seeing how you bring uh, such a unique perspective and voice to uh, your copywriting, um yeah. but for someone that wouldn't know what a copywriter is, um, would you give us a little explanation?
0: Yeah, so a copywriter essentially whips up strings together words for businesses. So whether that's for a website, for a sales landing page, marketing, collateral, socials, it's it's putting together copy to effectively sell. Um And that kind of then leads into copywriting versus versus content writing. So copywriting is what I specialize in. So it's writing to sell while content writing is writing to educate. So that's more of your blogs, anything that is, you know, teaching your customers, your audience on what you do, and whether it's about your product, your service. So it's about building that voice of authorities. So yeah.
1: That's a great explanation. <laughs> I <laughs> I, um, I love that you said that the definition between um, selling and writing to educate, I actually didn't really think of that um, that way because I find that especially in my industry, which I guess is creativity and photography, um, we have to really be in both. Um, yeah. We have to educate, but we also have to um, be selling in a way that does connect to people and i think yeah. that you um do that incredibly well and I, I would even um ask before you stepped into copywriting uh, you were telling me a little bit last week when we had a chat uh that you were working in agency was it or mm.
0: yeah so after i left physio i went to get um my bachelor of business majoring marketing because i thought that would be a better fit for my creative outlet um So once I graduated, I started work at a digital marketing agency, and that's where I guess I really honed in the copywriting aspect. Um, So I've worked in a whole mix of digital agency and in-house roles before launching this freelance biz.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And today, what would your... um what would your normal customer look like? You know, someone that was listening to, I guess, this podcast, a lot of them are creative entrepreneurs, people that want to build, you know, their own business or pursue uh, their dream. Um, Do you find that you have people like that um, coming to you or what does that kind of look like?
0: Yeah, heaps. So I don't have a niche per se just because I really like, you know, learning about new industries, and that's also a good challenge to improve my writing, and also like learning how to fine tune um, the style of writing, and you know the information I put across. But I definitely have a soft spot for creatives, so whether that's photographers, videographers, um, graphic designers, website designers, I've always liked working with the creatives a lot more. I think. Um, because what you offer is so unique and you, you work so closely with people to It's sort of like a chain effect. So I'm helping you put your words together so that you can then offer your creativity for your audience. So yeah, yeah. but I work I work with a whole huge mix. Like last week I worked with a small business that sold... Um, baby books and baby goods, cool. and then I worked with a company that does um, eco re- renewable stuff. So human powered equipment. So if you think about bikes that you pedal pedal for power. Um, so that was really cool. And then worked with a fertility nutritionists. So many things. Like it, every day is a different day.
1: <laughs> That's amazing, and being able to have a talent that. Um... I guess opens up a way to communicate across such different genres is very it sounds very challenging to be talking in in languages across but all of those kind of different platforms. Do you yeah. find that there's something quite um consistent across those when you're you're speaking for fertility and you're speaking for photographers and you're you know what what kind of for you is that building block do you start on when you're communicating copy?
0: yeah, for sure, I think. You know, obviously there's going to be different services and products, but the core of what you do is before you even try to flog what you do, you need to be connecting with people. So a lot of my clients come to me because they like my particular style of writing. Um, And like I said, it's very conversational. It's all about putting that personality across and communicating your authenticity because that's how you build trust and rapport with your audience because Mm. like we spoke about last week there's going to be so many other people offering the exact same service or product as you unless i don't know unless you're selling condos on the moon or something there's always going to be someone else doing what you do so um the the one common the common ground is you know writing copy that evokes feeling for me that's the main thing um there's no better feedback than when clients respond to you know the first draft I've sent them and they're like oh your copy made me laugh it made me smile it actually made me feel something so yeah I would say in a roundabout way that's what overlaps between all
1: of them yeah and that connects really well to what we were kind of I guess chatting about um when we talked about what we would uh, touch on today just like being authentic to you know yourself and your voice and evoking a feeling and um, communicating in such a way that you know it's Kurt or it's Melinda um for someone like myself being a photographer uh, being a wedding photographer but also someone that is doing other photography things how how, how do you help people um kind of find find that voice so say I, I came to you and I was like hey Melinda I really want to book more people for my weddings um I'm a coastal photographer really love the ocean um what would you kind of what journey would you take me on would it be copy straight away or would you want to do you just have like a conversation with someone
0: Um, it's sort of, it, it, there's so many layers to it. Um, and I think the trickiest thing is quite often pretty much with, I'd say 99% of my clients, I've never met them in real life. And I don't get that opportunity because they live in the state, they live overseas. So the, it's a bit of a... (laughs) like a mind reading psychic type thing you kind of have to have a convo with them whether it's over the phone or over zoom um and it's not so much asking yeah like obviously you have to ask them the right questions so you know what would you describe your brand personality to be like what's the ideal tone of voice what do you want to sound like what do you not want to sound like but it's also just listening to how they talk and how they converse um because that's that's when they're really in the moment and they're you know excitedly telling me all about what they're doing that's when you get the little gold nuggets you know like they might use for example like just pulling this out um if they use the word oh it's awesome or it's rad or whatever catchphrases they use, I'm always scribbling them down. So sometimes I ask questions just to get them talking and I always say the more you talk, the better because I'm pulling bits of info from everywhere. And then there's also the slightly more boring aspect where I send them a brief and they have to answer 20 questions um, and that gives me a real holistic view of their business their why their purpose who they're trying to serve their audience um yeah and then if if you know if we've touched on all of those bits and they're still really stuck they they just can't define their brand personality or tone of voice then I go all right so out of all your competitors or out of anyone in the world like you Kurt you could be a photographer but I'll be like do you really like Apple's tone of voice do you really like you know anything? Um, because I think when you think about the brands that you really enjoy um, interacting with and how they communicate that then tells me that that's what you connect with mm. Um, yeah does that make sense? Yeah, that yeah.
1: makes a lot of sense. I think that's really helpful um, for anyone that would be listening to, to be thinking about what is my tone of voice. You know, what do I want to say um, when I'm thinking about brands and I'm thinking about the people that inspire me? Why do I like? Why do I like them? How, how do they connect to me? And 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 I guess a lot of it is in language, especially this yeah. year when we're connected more than ever but also disconnected with that face-to-face value um how can we how can we be selling and how how can we be telling a story um that's so that's so interesting to me because i'm thinking about this year and i'm thinking about how e-commerce has picked up so much and um, online businesses have picked up so much and people need to be able to communicate without having those those um shop fronts um So that, yeah, that is quite powerful. And I think it's like amazing that you have such an opportunity to be able to work across the world doing what you yeah. do. That's amazing. Like yeah. I, I have to take, well, I don't have to take photos all the time. I can do other things, but my service really is showing up somewhere and doing something, you know. Um, so yeah, that that is a, it's very interesting. But I, I'd yeah. love to touch on... I'd love to touch on tone of voice. Mm. When you kind of talk about tone of voice, I think most people would connect and kind of understand what that means. Um, But could you maybe explain it a little bit more just so someone was thinking about what's my tone of voice, how they could kind of find theirs?
0: So tone of voice could be, for example, I'll just use my clients as an example. So a lot of them will say stuff like, I want to come across really fun really bubbly um slip in a little bit of humor here and there and then so essentially it's describing how they want to come across so um as opposed to then they might say i don't want to sound preachy i don't want to sound like i'm the super expert and you're just a customer i don't want to sound like so it so it there's a way of writing where you can really connect with people through um, humorous, witty copy, but still maintaining that level of professionalism as well. Um, because that's also important, right? Like you're not just putting up a website and putting words in it to take the piss. It, it needs to do. It needs to connect, and it needs to sell. And all that time, you also need to um, come across as uh, an they. An industry expert so yeah yeah
1: Yeah. and in (laughs) it's great and in saying that um when we are looking at being authentic to our tone of voice um you you seem to really be passionate about that Uh, passionate about people being authentic and owning owning their their way of communicating to the world like what? What's been your experience in that, being authentic?
0: So, for me, for me, it comes down to my personal beliefs as well and how I like to live life. I just think that, you know, you've only got as, as corny as it is, you do have one life to live. So you might as well live it to the fullest, being your true self rather than trying to be, you know, someone's idea of you or trying to copy someone else but I think especially in the business world like I touched on before there's so many other businesses out there that would be offering the exact same product or service as you do but there's only one of you so when you're really driving up the authenticity and you're connecting with people on a personal level and working on the human connection, that's what will set you apart. You, It's not about, you know, flogging the features of your products or how, you know, amazing this phone is or whatever it is. It, it's really building a community and yeah. making people feel like they're part of the movement. They're part of the journey um, with the brand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's incredibly true to, I guess, the age that we're in. People don't, people don't buy Apple because it's cheap, you know, or because it's like a great product because it is a great product, but people want to be part of that community. People want to open their laptop up or their MacBook up because even when I was in university, I look around and everyone had Macs. Yeah. You want to be part of that you don't want to be the outsider and then the outsiders often are the people that are like gamers and hackers and like love the 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 detail and they (laughs) they look at an apple product and like oh that's lame that's not for me but that's because whoever is an apple has found that niche and they're like cool we're going to focus on the gamers because obviously apple has a monopoly on this market um and i guess you you would have had experience uh seeing brands that aren't speaking in and their true voice because people would come to you and say hey like this is what i want to communicate and you'd see a bit of their copy and be like oh you don't this doesn't sound like anything like the person i'm talking to how do you then steer them towards finding their finding their voice
0: um So that that is a bit tricky, I think. Yeah. That you can go too far sometimes with, like, say, you really admire. So a lot of my clients will often say, I really like how Frank Body Works or how Go To Skincare Talks or Jenna Kutcher and all of that stuff. And that's great. But then the problem is when you are so entrenched in what you do and you're like obsessively reading all the material they put out, you kind of find yourself in this place where you've convinced yourself this is how you write and this is how you talk, if that makes sense. It's like sometimes if a client gives me a website um, with existing copy and I read all of it it you you then start being pushed into a direction of writing with the existing tone of voice so I think when it when you come to a that fork in the road and you're like okay I'm too similar or I'm not being authentic to myself then you essentially have to start from scratch so like you scrap everything that you've written or what you've read and just start putting ideas on paper. Yeah, it's really tricky. I think it's like it's so hard to answer <laughs> these questions yeah. in a pointed way um, because a lot of it's also um, trial and error. Hmm. So you just have you have to keep practicing and experimenting until you're you know yeah aligned yeah. with what you're putting. And I out. Guess-
1: I think in a way, I'm just trying to do, um, you know, my best to steer the ship in a way that people can look at and think practically, okay, how can I sit with my business and look at what I'm saying and ask myself, is this me? Because you're even saying writing copy that has personality and yeah. using your common phrases. So I'm not even sure what I say, but trying to think about what I often say and then writing it in my copy uh, yeah. because when I look at Instagram as a photographer in a whole, me and you were talking about um, a lot of people say timeless and they say modern romance and they're using all these key phrases but every other person is using those so it's like okay who is Kurt and what does he care about and what? how can we change these keywords to make him different and to make him uh true to himself still and i i think that's been really practically helpful helpful for me uh, yeah. and that applies across the board i'd think
0: yeah so you, you just kind of pull back all the layers and think about <coughs> what is it about what you do that you love it so much so yes you could be a wedding photographer and yes you create timeless memories and you capture beautiful moments but it what what about the entire experience brings you alive you know um and then that kind of that's just reminded me so this is it this is a really good analogy so say for example when you read books and then you watch a movie that was based on the book so every person in the world will read the same book and in their head, they have visualized, say the main character to look a certain way or come across a certain way. And then you watch the movie, the, re- the, um, the movie that's been based on the book and you're like, hang on, that's like nothing like what I've pictured. And there's like that real jarring feeling and you're like, what is life? Like, what do I know? So <laughs> I guess with your website, it's, You want your audience to read it and have this picture of you in their head. And when they meet you in person or they chat to you on Zoom, there's no disconnect there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a great way of thinking. And how sad is that, though, that when we read books and we watch the movie, (laughs) it's always not as good. Yeah. (laughs) That's so sad. Yeah. Man, I think that happened a lot. You know, I I didn't actually get into Harry Potter when everyone else did, but yeah. um, when I read a, when I read a bit of Harry Potter and then I did watch the films, I was like, wow, I feel like Harry Potter was so much better in the books. Yeah, um, yeah. Same with Narnia, like Chronicles of Narnia, all of that stuff. Because we just, I I connected with that moment just before when you said, you know, you you picture that character in your head. When I have a bride that comes to my wedding photography page or my Instagram. I want her to think about yes, who I am, but I also want her to picture herself in the story yeah. of what the journey I'm going to take her on, yeah. uh, and that is that's really important to me. And if yeah. and if she can't picture herself connecting with me and partnering with me in that way, then I've not done a I've not communicated correctly. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I guess um. With what you're you're working on and what you're heading towards, are you trying to attract more creative clients or are you often you said you don't really have a niche, is it is it quite open?
0: Um, yeah, it's definitely really open but I do enjoy working with creatives the most. Um I think because we're in an overlapping space, like you're creative with visuals, I'm, while well, I'm creative with words. So that's also, um, I guess, an area that I feel most confident and comfortable writing about. Like I'm more in my element, and I find a lot of creatives are really like, you do your thing kind of thing, um, yeah. rather than having real, you know, real strict briefs and. Yeah, like I, I work to be creative. with. Yeah, exactly right. Like I get to be the best of who I can be. Well, I yeah. still work with people in IT and accounting, but that's not an area that I have a natural affinity with. And there's only so much personality you can fill <laughs> fill it up with. So, yeah.
1: Oh, completely. And even you would. What I find that I work faster when I love what I do as well so if you're working with a creative you just get that done and then you can move on to your next client you know so even as business people and as creatives and as you know whatever you may label yourself as you don't even need a label um, it's helpful to to look at the work that makes you come alive because that is a very good driver to get things done and to think holistically about okay these are the people I want to attract and I know that if I do that, then I'm serving myself and I'm serving them uh, yeah. because if we follow the money, uh, which is very tempting, we can, we can fall out of our brand. We can fall out of who we are. Um, mm-hmm. and that's maybe the challenge that I'm facing at the moment when people come to me and they say, Hey, like, for example, I had a client on the weekend that emailed me and said, Hey, we've got an intimate wedding. It's 20 people. We want this, this, and this. And the things they asked just weren't me. Uh, and that's hard because then I have yeah. to... I still sent my price guide and I said, this is how I work. This is what I think. Um, and they came back and said, oh, thanks so much. And, I, and then I recommended them some other photographers. Yeah. And in business, you're not meant to do that. But for me,
0: yeah.
1: I think that's important because that means I'm staying true to kind of what you're talking about, true to yourself, true to your values.
0: Yeah. For sure, and that's where you'll yeah. be happier.
1: Yeah, and you don't want to be writing for accountants every day. If you yeah. just kept on saying, oh, thanks so much for that. You know, I wrote this accounting copy. Tell your, all your accounting friends. You know, that's, <laughs> that's not what we want. <laughs> yeah. So um, we have to be careful when we're doing work for people that um, we're showing the work that we want to attract as well.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Yeah. If uh, you were to, to tell someone that was starting a business or that was thinking about writing out their copy, would there be any practical tips that you would give them?
0: Yes. So firstly, I think you need a framework to sort of base the copy off, um, to guide you on. So you need to know. So, okay. So if we step through it, firstly, you need to know your audience. You need to know who you're writing for. Are you writing for 50 old? So it's really understanding your audience and what their pain points are, what they like, what they dislike, what their lifestyle is. So it's really doing a deep dive into who the ideal audience is. And then from there, you then craft, copy, um that connects with them, so you can um, connect through storytelling. That's one thing that I really like. So you use relatable anecdotes and analogies and stuff like that help them picture what you're trying to sell to them. Um, then you talk about the unique benefits of what you offer. So, as a photographer, for example, you're what you're selling. You're not just selling pretty pictures for them to have a flick through you know after the wedding you're selling a lifetime worth of memories yeah. stuff that they can hand over to their kids and pass down through the generations you it's you're helping them create their little legacy and like celebrating that start the journey together so it's not talking about I'll I'll provide you with super HD whatever pictures however yeah. you put it um, it's about the benefits of it and then always end it off with a call to action so even if it seems like a no-brainer you need to step people through the entire process and let them know what that next step is so say if you're on the home page and you're talking about your um elopement package for example and then the next step would be learn more i mean you can use something heaps catchier than that but that would then take them to elopement page and then on the elopement page you want them to book with you right so you can have something like let's chat or tell me about you know your story that kind of thing so you need to always round up that journey by guiding them on what that next step is
1: yeah that's incredibly helpful I, um, <laughs> I keep on, I think anyone listening to this, they're like, Kurt keeps on saying this is helpful, but it's true because I'm <laughs> learning as well. And I'm like processing this information and thinking about my business, um, which is, is tricky, but that's why it's incredible to be able to do what I do. Like as a podcaster and photographer, cause I get to ask people questions that I want to ask too. <laughs> so I hope that people are, enjoying this and learning as much as i am um but melinda like it was actually so great having you on uh, up and becoming but i love to finish every podcast with five flash questions um, oh,
0: jesus <laughs> so
1: no nah, they're fun you'll love it you'll have a
0: good okay, time okay okay
1: okay so the first question is favorite film or series
0: oh so many.
1: You should just say currently. It's fine.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> the current series that I really loved was The Queen's Gambit.
1: Same. Amazing. I'm obsessed that was, with
0: it. Oh, it was unreal. Like I it haven't made finished me it wanna... yet. Okay, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> no spoilers. <Yeah>. Okay.
0: <laughs> she dies. No. No. Um, <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, amazing series. Really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I know it's flash questions, but just a little explanation. Queen's Gambit is, like, on Netflix, it's about a chess champion. She's a boss lady, and you guys should all watch it. I'll put it in the the show notes below. Um, (laughs) (laughs) what's What's one book that's left a mark on you?
0: So, I really love... So, there's this author slash cartoonist that she's called Ali Brosh I haven't read this one yet but um her first book was called Hyperbole and a Half and it's just I just connect with it on so many different levels it's like a combination of funny drawings and life stuff and that's awesome it's about her being really awkward and being really obsessive about stupid things. And so for me, like on a personal level, I yeah. Like look at the pictures.
1: Oh, uh, well, for the people <laughs> that can't see, it's actually so cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was that was there a statement in one of the books that has like stuck with you?
0: No, I like... think I think it was just knowing that Because sometimes I, I am a really awkward person and sometimes you're like, why am I so awkward? Why am I so weird? And to read someone else's story and someone that's become really successful off the basis of being awkward and embracing that side of it and seeing the humorous light in it. Yeah, really good. And the other one I'm reading is called Letting Go. Letting Go by David Hawkins Cool But I'm only three chapters in And that one's really good too It's a bit of a self-help one So it's a bit heavier But um, Yeah, sounds heavy. Yeah, go. yeah But that one's awesome as well
1: Oh, beautiful I'll have to I'll definitely put them on my book list It's nice to have someone that reads books Because the last couple of podcast interviews People have been like I don't really read I'm like, what? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, what's one piece of advice you would tell your younger self?
0: <sighs> um, I reckon it'd be what I harp on so much Um, about now. It's being true to yourself and embracing your authentic self. Um, that's something that I've really... You know, been working on in the last five years, five ten years, um, and it's incredibly. I mean, obviously, it's a it's still an ongoing process, but every step you take in that right direction, that's incredibly liberating, and so. If I could tell my younger self, like, you know, stop caring about what other people think or stop pleasing other people and just live your best life, the one that you'd be proud of, um, yeah, I reckon that would have been really helpful.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. I think mm. if someone told me that when I was young, that would have been so helpful. Yeah. It, it does take a bit, you know, even even talking to my, my parents, funny enough, like this this week we were talking about that like it actually you spend your whole life trying to get there you know to embrace your yourself and and to be okay with who you are so it's Mm -hmm. a that's a really powerful one uh what does becoming mean to you
0: um i think becoming insinuates that you're on this journey like a transition from A to B, but you're not quite there, but you're also not the start, like you're in the middle. So it talks about the, how something or someone is evolving. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Totally. That's probably what I would say as well. That's (laughs) like, that's, that's a lot about what the podcast is about. It's that idea that we never arrive and that we're always working towards something and then yeah. when we look around and maybe we compare ourselves to someone else, we have to realize that they aren't going to arrive. Like they may have arrived where we want to be, but like they're looking to something as well. So yeah. um, I think that helps us just kind of back to being true to yourself and embracing what you want to do and who you want to become. Um, and then my last question, which I've changed a little bit this week <laughs> moving forward, but what's one dream uh, at the moment that's that you'd say is bigger than yourself?
0: Oh, can you break that down, dumb it down yeah, for me?
1: Of course. Um, what's something? Yeah. What's something you're dreaming about that is that goes beyond your, what you think is possible? Something that's kind of challenging at the moment, or something you you want to grow in that you're like, this seems a little bit crazy, but this is something I'm dreaming about. If it's too big of a question,
0: that's okay. I guess one thing I've always thought about but have never actually put any effort or energy towards is to come up with my own um, book or I don't know, whatever form it takes. But similar to how Ali Brosh's, Come out with these books. It all started from her just, you know, drawing stuff on the internet and then she's released books. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's, yeah, I don't know what exactly it looks like, but it's to release my own perceptions on life and seeing the funny side of being awkward, but yet embracing it so that, you know, hopefully it helps you know, even if it's just one other person in the world
1: to, Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> like I am, I already see you doing that. Like you're already, you're already like using your platform, using your Instagram to write a bit of a mini book. So I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. But Hey, thanks so much for jumping on the up and becoming podcast. If there was anything you wanted to leave us with, um, any comments, any thoughts,
0: Um, wow, uh, nothing, I think I, I, you know, I hope that everyone out there is happy and living, you know, a life they're proud of and, you know, pursuing your dreams, whatever they might be.
1: Beautiful. That's, that's the best way to end. Thanks so much, Melinda.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Kurt.
1: It's been a really incredible opportunity lately to get some feedback and hear what people are interested in, what they want to listen to, what kind of interviews. And I would also offer that to you if you haven't jumped on the Up and Becoming podcast on Instagram or at Kurt Bingham. Just come have a chat. Let me know what you're thinking, what you're learning. And as always, if you're learning something, you're taking something away, please jump on to Apple and leave us a review just so other people can find us. But most of all, keep growing, keep learning, and I will see you next week for the next episode of Up and Becoming. Big love.